Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to our GYST podcast, where we help you get your together. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to another edition of the GYST podcast, your favorite podcast, also known as Get Your Shit Together. Thank you, everyone, for joining us in the studio today. We have myself, Rohit Rohila. And your boy, Kyle Reed. All right. To say that I'm super excited about this topic would truly be an understatement. Really? I'm From the moment like you wrote on the board, I was just, ah, I can't wait. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 121 of the GYC podcast. This is all about living an intentional life. So excited for this. Uh, so, we're going to talk about... What does that mean to you? What does an intentional life mean? What what does life even mean? What determines that? We're not just talking about science and religion, but, you know, we're talking about uh, life. It's going to be, we're going to ask some very tough questions of each other. This is an episode of Kyle and I. And please know that when we ask these questions of, of each other, we're also asking them for you. Take the time to listen to these questions and ask them of yourself. Find the, the value that, that we are going to have. Um, a lot of times we record these episodes, and as soon as we get done, uh, as soon as we stop recording, we'll talk to each other. And we're like, wow, that was a really powerful episode for us. So we hope that you find the same value. So with that, Kyle Reed, Living an Intentional Life. What are some of your thoughts behind this? Man, Living an Intentional Life, I, th- I think, is, is huge, and it's, it's, it's a vast topic, um, and I think... The best way to think about it is to really break it down, break down the phrase, living an intentional life. What does that mean? Right? So one thing, let's just break down the word intentional. Mm -hmm. What does it mean? Being intentional is being purposeful to have intentions, right? What does the word intention mean? Intention, an intention is an aim or a plan. So to live an intentional life is to have an aim or a plan in your life. Mm-hmm. And to live with that in mind every single day. Uh, another <clears throat> couple of words I plucked from that is, you know, to have intention is to have purpose. Again, being intentional, being purposeful. And then lastly, an intention is essentially a wish that one means to carry out. Okay, okay. So... We say the phrase a lot. We judge ourselves by our intentions. Mm -hmm. We judge others by their actions. Intentions do not equal actions. Your intention is merely your wish, what you wish to carry out. Whether or not you're carrying that out is how we judge others, not ourselves. So that's where that kind of lies, right? Your intentions are your wishes that you intend to carry out things that you intend to execute on um, whether or not you execute on them on them is is something completely different yeah um, so I think that's probably the easiest way that I would say to look at it is by living an intentional life is really break those things down in into what those individual words mean to you mm-hmm. define those words to yourself and then map that out um, are you making a conscious attempt to live according to your values. Really, I think in a nutshell is what this means to me. Yeah. And 
I think before we dive into our own lives, some of the notes I wrote down, I think just mirror yours. What what the the main thing I wrote down is that you're not letting circumstance, you are not letting <laughs> English circumstances uh, determine your life. And the thing is, when you ask anyone, do you let circumstances dictate your life? Are you a victim of circumstance? Everybody's going to say no. Answer is always no. Yeah. No, I'm in charge of my life. I'm my own person. You can't tell me what to do. You're wrong. Because, for example, your your boss tells you the kind of car you can have, how many, where you go on vacation, the type of house you have, how many kids you can have. That's all determined by your boss, by, by the owner of the company, by how much money they're giving you. If you get $20,000 compared to someone who gets $80,000 an hour, you're going to have... I mean, eighty thousand dollars an hour. Wow! Um, your life is going to be drastically different. That's determined by someone else. So right away, you aren't in control of your life. If you get enough of these things happening in your life, then all of a sudden you are not in control at all. One of the episodes that I thought of was when I think it was uh, it was either getting ready for winter or getting ready for summer. Mm-hmm. And what we talked about was the calendar. Who's filling up your calendar? Because by the time, you know, we'll just pick uh, the summer right now because it's summertime. But think about how many weddings are going on during the summertime. And then you've got bachelor parties. And then you've got hiking events. And then you've got barbecues. Mm -hmm. And before you know it, your schedule has been planned for you. So right away, you aren't in control of your life. And I think that's really what this comes down to is... Are you truly in control of your life? One of the first things that I talk about in in my seminars is helping people realize all this personal development stuff doesn't mean anything if you aren't willing, and again, the key word there is willing, to take 100% responsibility of your life. Because no matter what happens, it was your past thoughts and actions that have determined the lifestyle that you have today. If you argue that point, I would say, one, you are not in control of your life, and two, you are so married to playing the victim that you're not willing to see that even things that you might feel are out of your control are really in your control. Going back to the same uh, situation of someone making $20,000 a year compared to someone making $80,000 a year. If the $20,000 a year person doesn't work on improving themselves, doesn't work on gaining a new skill set, doesn't work on the soft skills like leadership, if they aren't looking for new jobs, then again, they're falling a victim to circumstance. But the same thing can be true with the $80,000 one. This all comes down to how in control are you and... How willing are you to challenge your beliefs? The book, uh, The Importance of Being Earnest by Oscar Wilde. I, I love one of the quotes in there. And he just says, everything popular is wrong. And there's so much power in that. If you allow yourself to believe that statement to be true. That's a really nice quote. Everything popular is wrong. There's a reason why 97% of the population 
after they retire are either dead or dead broke. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. That's true. If you're dead broke, dead broke, sometimes <laughs> you may wish you were dead. What am I going to do? <laughs> so, essentially, what you're saying is, living an intentional life is being able to take control of your life. Yeah. Because you had mentioned having your life scheduled for you, and you and I had a serious conversation about that not too long ago, mm-hmm. where I kind of fell into, I allowed myself to fall into a trap, really, where I felt like my time was being scheduled for me by things that I thought were outside my control, right? And, and what kind of effect did that have on you just personally and emotionally? Uh, temporary depression. Yeah. Maybe that sounds drastic, right? But it didn't... I think that some of the feelings that it made me feel, it, it brought on similar um, feelings that depression brings on in people. Mm-hmm. I, I felt lethargic. I felt unhappy. I felt like I wasn't in control. Tad snippy. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Right? Um, Lack of patience. I'm usually generally a pretty patient man most of the time. (laughs) Um, That's because most of the time we're waiting for you. This is true. (laughs) And I appreciate appreciate y'all. I appreciate y'all. So that was something I had to deal with recently, right? Was, okay, why is this happening? Why am I letting this happen? What, what what am I doing? Okay, let's, one of the things I wrote down, you know, when, when we ask ourselves, what can we do to live an intentional life? One of the things I wrote down, I wrote it down twice was, I wanted to make sure I said it, I didn't want to forget this. Take inventory of your decisions. Oh. Yeah. You made these decisions. So it's something that you kind of said as well. You, you, you hark back to everything that, what did you say? Everything you've accomplished today, something to that effect was is a product of the decisions and actions you've taken in the past? Yeah, um, your past um, actions and thought process is what determines the lifestyle Where you're at today. now. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Yeah, exactly. So I think this is looking at, essentially it's kind of the same thing, but it's looking at it another way. Take inventory of the decisions that you've made. Take a look at those. So I had to take a hard look at what led me to feeling the way I was feeling, right? I had to really examine it. Okay. I have so many things going on that I'm committed to. Why? Okay. Instead of being upset at these things and feeling like these things are taking control of my life, let's take a look at these things. What are they? Are these things important to me? Well, yeah, a lot of them were. I made a conscious decision to do these things and commit my time to these things. So instead of allowing resentment to creep in, I said, you know, no, you know what? I took charge of these decisions. Okay. I committed to these things. I dedicated my time. But now I need to dedicate my time to something selfish. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Because I needed to take back control. I needed that. So I had that recently, right? It's one of the things I shared with you guys just before this episode. That was huge, huge for me. Um, it allowed, it reminded me that I have the control. Do I have to go to a niece's or nephew's or brother's birthday party? No. Is it kind of rude if I don't? Yeah, a little bit. But if it affects my happiness that much, then I I need to really take a look at that decision and and maybe have a serious conversation with somebody. But if I decide, no, you know what? This is that important to me. I need to dedicate my time to this. Then I need to live with that decision and accept that decision. So I don't allow resentment or 
you, you know, negative feelings to creep in for mm-hmm. no reason. Um, so that was something that, that I recently had to deal with. It's, it's pretty much spot on with what this is. Yeah. And I, I remember because, so for, for the audience at home, uh, the communication tool we use is Slack. And mm. um, usually, Kyle, I'll, I'll put a message out there for you, and you were right away, you know. And there, there were things that I asked, and it was taking a lot longer than normal. And I remember uh, reaching out to you uh, directly and saying, hey, like, is everything okay? You just don't seem like yourself. And, and that's when, um, when, when we had that conversation that you alluded to earlier. Mm-hmm. There's what, what I like about what you did is you noticed patterns in your life. The patterns that you noticed were that something has changed. You were feeling out of control of your life a bit. Your your schedule is being planned for you. And like you said, you kind of talked out loud and you're like, okay, am I doing these things for myself or because I, I have to do it for others? And it was starting to go down that victim role. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what everybody does is, is they want to play the victim. Because if I come up to you and I say, Kyle, like, I know I told you that I was going to start going to the gym all the time. But here's why I haven't been able to, <laughs> you know. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you stories. That's it. I'm, I'm not going to give you facts of, of stuff. I'm going to tell you stories that make me seem innocent. History books are always written by the victors. Don't lose. Right? Don't lose, motherfucker. <laughs> and, and the thing is, we are so... We find such value in being the victim that we hold on to these beliefs, even if they kill us. Um, are you familiar with the spider monkey? <laughs> the only thing I can think of when you say spider monkey yeah. is Talladega Nights. Because I'm a child. Ah. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember that part. I'm coming at you like a spider monkey. <laughs> so uh, a spider monkey is, is a delicacy in, in some... Uh, some uh, African tribes, and but they're super fast. The easiest way to catch these spider monkeys is to build a cage that has a hole in the bottom, and they put peanuts on the inside. So the spider monkey puts his hand through the hole, grabs onto the peanut, and now is making a fist. And the the hunter or whatever just casually walks up, whistling away. Because they want to go the peanuts. Because it's holding on to the peanut. We do the same thing as people. We're holding on to peanut beliefs, even if it kills us. I can't take credit for that. That's that's my mentor, Jerry D. Rhino Clark. But but he talks about that, and I think it's so true of what we're doing in our in our lives. People don't take external views of their lives because it goes against what they think is right. I'm living my life the best way I can. The the best life that Rohit can have, that's what I'm going for. And so for me to then challenge my beliefs, I'm not going to do that subconsciously because I don't want to say that I'm wrong because I enjoy playing the victim role. 
people do the same thing. If you ask them why, if, if you ask anyone, like part of, part of the, the seminar, both of you guys know, is you evaluate your life on your health and your bank account. What's, what's the grade that you give yourself? I like those two things because they take all excuses out. That's what determines if, if you were successful or not. And it gets rid of all the stories. Well, you don't understand. Like, this is why I'm, I'm here and this is why I'm here. Think, think to work. When you first got that job, you were pumped. You were sitting in the interview. You were wearing a, a suit. You're like, this is what I'm going to do for your company. This is why you should hire me. I'm the best around. I want to take this company and just, you know. And then you get more and more comfortable. And you realize, okay, all month long I've been doing 10 out of 10. But when I do 9 out of 10, no one really notices. So I'm going to do 9 out of 10. <laughs> and then before you know it, you're doing 7. And then 5 out of 10. And then you're not having fun. Because it goes against your personal you know, work ethics and all that kind of stuff. But then you start justifying. You know, I should look for a new job, but I really like my coworkers. This isn't that bad. You're sitting on nails. One of the episodes that, that we did with the uh, Creating Motivation podcast was called The Bare Minimum. Mm. And I think we do that in life. We live life by only doing the bare minimum. What's the, what's the minimum amount that I can get away with? We're not being proactive with our lives. What's which the is, least I can pay? Yeah. $13 for shipping? That's too expensive. That's too expensive. It's 27% of the total cost of the item. <laughs> but, you know, are you living a proactive life or a reactive life? Mm. I think that's what this episode truly comes down to. Sounds familiar. <laughs> no, I, I like it. It's, you know, I think it's odd that we say that people want to play the victim. But people also want to have control. And I think that being a victim is synonymous with not having control. Mm-hmm. You're giving up control. Even though most people want to have control, I think that if you own the current status and you take control of it and you know that it's not where your intentions lie, then you almost feel like a failure. So you create these beliefs in this scenario that you convince yourself and others that you had no control over. Yeah. That, I think, makes people feel better, makes people feel like because their intentions are not this, they didn't control this. It's not their fault. Yeah. It's an outside influence's fault, if you will, quote unquote fault, right? Mm -hmm. Because we look for blame. And no one wants to blame themselves, which is why no one takes accountability for their own actions. Yeah. Which is why no one truly lives an intentional life. There's more millionaires created during depressions um, than outside of depressions. Hmm. It's 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 all a matter of viewpoint. You know, you can you can play a victim. Oh, the economy is really bad. Therefore, I I can't invest in myself. I can't invest in other things or whatever. But during that period. Most millionaires are being created. Yeah, best deals, man. Because you've got people who real estate who take calculated risks, Mm -hmm. and they understand the difference between calculated risks and foolishness. Um, Recently, 
a conversation that I had with you was around the 30-day life reset program that I've been saying now for three years. <laughs> I'm on the verge of releasing. I can't, I've purchased two programs teaching me how to do online courses. Uh, they were both about 1500 each. So already I'm about 3K in the hole for, for, for this program. And these are programs that teach you how to create a program. Exactly, exactly. You've been creating programs your whole life. And oh, <laughs> I like that. Um, but but here's, here's why I did it. The first one I did about three years ago when I was like, okay, I'm going to hop on board. Let me do this. And then I, I took the course, phenomenal information, well worth the money. And then I didn't do anything with it. I, I started... Um, working on the website for it and, and the email addresses for it and all this kind of stuff. I did everything but actually do the work. And then I was like, okay, I took that course a, a year and a half ago. It's outdated. Let me buy a new course <laughs> with new information. Because online courses are different now. They're different now. Yeah. So again, I did it and I didn't do anything. And it wasn't until I was talking to you just the other day. I was like, Kyle, I've been talking about this for three years. And what's happening was there's, there's two paths that I could have taken. One, I could have played the victim role, which is what I would say 97% of the population does. Kyle, here's the thing. You got to realize what's been going on in my life for the past three years. I left my job and got a new job where I'm working 100% from home. So I had to get used to that. Now I'm an entrepreneur, so I've got to get used to that. Um, I've got this house, so I've got to worry about both the, and it's just me, so I've got to worry about cleaning the inside and taking care of the lawn and all that kind of stuff. And then I've got two podcasts. Like, you don't understand. Like, that's why I haven't been able to do that. That's what 97% of the people are going to say. And because of that, what am I doing? I'm being reactive to life. I'm playing the victim. I'm letting circumstances determine my life. But the conversation you and I had was completely different. It was like, Kyle, I can't believe I've been waiting for this for three years. I fell into analysis paralysis. I fell into, it's got to be perfect. And that's all on me. That's why I haven't released it. Not having enough time. No, that's just an excuse. Because the time is there. We talked about that during our escapism episode. Mm -hmm. The time is there. And by taking ownership and responsibility of it, I walked away on cloud nine. I felt so much better about myself because there's that sense of ownership. And I, I think if, if there's one thing that I would tell people who are listening to this episode is if you are living a reactive life, take a look at what Kyle said earlier. Do an inventory of your past decisions. What has led you? What What's the, the past you've done? What's the past you thought about? What's the What are the action steps, the past you took that have led you here if you take ownership of that it's freeing it's empowering it's being proactive instead of reactive and there's so much power behind that like i can tell you after that conversation that you and i had i think it was just yesterday wasn't it yeah yeah <laughs> i make it seem like it was like, like it was years months ago, ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um now i've got firm dates mm -hmm. where i'm like okay it's it's going out there regardless of if it's good enough or not. Mm -hmm. What's the impression that I want to give? I want to give the impression that it's a good product. Yeah. So I better step up my game. Um, I've got two people who did phenomenal testimonials, uh, both uh, yourself and Kara. And that's good. And, and I'm putting those pieces together. 
But I think it's if I was to play the victim role and being reactive and not take ownership, that's what really holds you back. Same thing with what you went through. You were falling down a, a path of you know, temporary depression, like you said, but, but you weren't feeling good. You weren't feeling like yourself. And you took ownership of it and realized that you are empowered to do something about it. And you did. I think probably the biggest identifier in the conversations that we had discussed, the conversation you and I had just the other day, what did I say to you? You can't remember. Mm-hmm. I can't either. Just because it was self-realization. Ah, yeah. You took inventory of your own decisions and you realized how you got to where you were at and why you weren't where you wanted to be. I think I might have asked you one question like, why do you think that? Or something really generic like that. Mm-hmm. You got there by yourself. And I've noticed that with us. Both you and I will talk on the phone and it's just super quick. We're just calling for something, right? <laughs> uh, or what time are we recording tomorrow? I think yesterday's was, uh, how many episodes are we recording today? Yeah, an hour later. Yeah, an hour or two later. And what's, what's interesting is whoever has the most breakthroughs mm-hmm. is a person who talks the most. And if, if I need that breakthrough, you're just silent. If you need that breakthrough, I'm just silent. Yeah. Because we understand all this stuff. Like we said, we've been doing this for 121 episodes now. Mm-hmm. There, there's real power in here. Oh, it's ridiculous, man. It's ridiculous. And, and you know, it's funny is during that phone call, this is part of the reason why I asked you that, is because I had to do that intentionally. Because that is against my nature. Mm-hmm. I think I can fix everything. <laughs> Right? I'm so quick to, oh, well, maybe if you do this, maybe if you do that. Uh, shut the fuck up, Kyle. <laughs> so I literally had to intentionally do that on the phone with you the other day. Um, it, and you, you came to that realization on your own. You had that breakthrough on your own. And, and I think that's huge. So when we take a look at this, right? So we, we, we've framed this in several different ways for our listeners, making a conscious attempt to live your life according to your values. What are you doing every day to do that? How are you doing that? Um, Do the decisions that you've been making align with your values and align with your vision or or your plan, right? As as we said, your intentions are your aim, is is your aim or your plan? Are the decisions you're making aligned with that? And I think if we can ask ourselves that, well, first of all, I think before that, you have to ask yourself, what is your plan? What is your vision? What is your desire? What is is your desired outcome in life? Then you can ask yourself the questions after that to find out if you are living an intentional life. I I think that takes precedence. I think a perfect example of what you just said was a conversation myself, you, and Gummel had before we started recording when we were talking about the graphics. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, we, I'll just share for the podcast listeners then. We were discussing graphics on our website, and we were we just kept saying, well, if 
then if XYZ, then ABC. And we weren't really getting anywhere. And I think we realized because we didn't really have a vision, we didn't have a plan, we didn't have a goal. What was our goal with the graphics on our website, with changing the graphics on our website, which you can see at gysdpodcast.com, by the way. So instead of saying, I like this better, I like this better, I like this if, I like this if, we decided, okay, well, what is our goal? What's the outcome that we want? Because I think that this is going to accomplish that. This aligns with our vision. And that's pretty much spot on. Yeah. You know, it's something so small, but it's so big. And if you can take that into everything you do in life, man. But how many people out there do you think even have a vision in their lives? That's that, the hard part. Because that's what I think determines whether you're reactive or proactive. Think yeah. about how many people do you know whose personal lives are falling apart, mm-hmm. but their professional lives are amazing. It's because when you are in the professional environment, you know what the end goal is. You know every three months you need to take a reflective look and see the work you accomplished mm-hmm. during uh, quarterly business reviews and, and setting your goals for the following quarter. There's that constant check and balance so you know whether you are succeeding or failing. But in life, there isn't that. You don't set quarterly goals in life. You don't set you know, QBRs with yourself. You don't take that time to be open and reflective. Why not? I do. That's my yearly, uh, yeah. yearly thing. But the, the thing is, we don't take the time to externally take a look at our lives. Why is that? And, and what you talked about earlier, with, with a podcast, when we were talking about the episode graphics, you said, stop, I'm, what is the purpose of this? What is, what is the end goal? But we don't do that in life. And so because of that, we do let our lives, um, we become victims of circumstances. We let our calendar our just play out for us. Yeah. Like a movie we're not directing. You are not even the main character in your in the movie of your own life. Not only are you not the lead character, you're not even fucking directing. Oh. You don't have any say in it. Yeah. Someone else is directing a movie mm-hmm. of your life that you're not even in. Fascinating. Fascinating. I, I think as I, I think as we wrap here, how how would one live an intentional life? What are some things our listeners can do? Um, I don't. Okay, I'm going to say this anyways. To the three of you, I don't know if you're planning on coming to the advanced seminar or not. But, <laughs> but this is this is one of the exercises um, of the advanced seminar. So if you are, just don't listen to this part. Um, something that's that's really powerful is do a timeline of your life when things are. You know, go from uh, five plus and then five below. So zero and then one, two, three, four, five is the scale. And then negatives is negative one, negative two, negative three, negative four, negative five. That's a scoring system you're saying. Yeah. Got it. And so what you want to do is you can take, for example, uh, your wedding day would be a five, hopefully. Mm. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But but maybe uh, the, the passing of a loved one would be like a negative five. Mm-hmm. And so... Map out what your life is like. And what that's going to do is that's going to give you your highs and your lows. Then take a look at what was your thought process 
during those highs and during those lows. What were the action items that you were taking before those highs and then after those lows? The reason why I say after those lows is because that's when you fixed things. And so you want to see what caused that upward trend. Same thing as, as whatever let, let up. By doing this, what you're doing is you're kind of what Kyle said earlier, you're taking an, an inventory of your past decisions. When you put it out on paper, your excuses are gone. You're just looking at facts. And the facts are you don't have the life that you say that you've always wanted. Why is that? Now you can see visually and that'll help you kind of determine what past actions did you take or not take? Hmm. What past thought processes did you have that were empowering or disempowering? Were you hanging out your circle of influence? Was the circle of influence a positive one or a negative one? Yeah, who's in your life at this time? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's a pretty advanced exercise for someone to do, but also very, very profound. That's why they should go to my advanced seminar. I agree. Coming up on August 4th. No, August 25th. Sorry. I was like, wait, August 25th. Yeah, August 4th is the uh, the other seminar. Oh, okay. Um, no, I, I think that's fantastic. Because when we say take inventory of, of your decisions, as, as I mentioned that earlier, how do you do that? It's easy to maybe, okay, stop and take a quick look back at things. But as you mentioned, when you put it on paper, mm-hmm. that's real, man. That's real. You're looking at stats. You're, you're looking at, you know, how many assists did John Stockton have in 1993? 237. It's fantastic. I think it was 236. You got me. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> but, but like you said, um, that's more of an advanced thing. If, if you don't want to do that, just write down what are some of your most favorite moments in life mm-hmm. and what are some of your least favorite. And that's just, you know, maybe a simplified version of yeah, that. Yeah, maybe three each. Yeah. You know, and then you can see what, what behavior were you yeah. were you doing around that time. I would say it's in it, and, and I don't mean to say that I think it's very advanced to detract people from doing it, but I where I'm at with that is that I think people fear that they can't do it because they think it's advanced. Mm. You can do it. It's not that difficult. It's just I would say schedule it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Make the time for it. Yeah. That's huge. Um, that's that's huge. I like that a lot. Um, a couple of small things I want to mention I, I that I believe that can help for people is, you know, so taking take an inventory of your decisions, ask yourself, does this align with my vision? Do these actions align with my outcome? One thing I asked myself before, I spend money or make a a larger decision is does this provide value to my life? And I think that kind of aligns with this. If something provides value to your life, if you believe it provides value to your life, then it aligns with your vision. And if it aligns with your vision and you're making a decision intentionally that aligns with your vision, then I think you're well on your way to living an intentional life. Making the most of your time not letting time run away from you, not letting your life plan itself for you, and taking your decisions seriously. If you just go through life willy-nilly like a leaf in the breeze, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. Maybe that's, maybe that's your intention. If, and if that's the case, then fantastic. You're great because it aligns with your vision. 
but everyone's vision is a little bit different. So I would say maybe ask yourself those questions as well. After you create that graph that Rohit mentioned, as you go in, go out day by day, ask yourself those questions. And these are tough questions. They are. That's why they're impactful. Yeah. Because if the answer is no, then what? Now you got another decision to make. Yeah. Man, good shit, good shit. I hate y'all. I'm over here laughing. <laughs> well, as we as we wrap up this episode, I want to welcome our listeners to my man Amit Bardwaj. He walked in the room as we was about halfway ish through. So welcome, welcome Amit. Thank you. Appreciate that. Kamal, thanks again for being here. Y'all have listened to another fantastic episode of the GYSD podcast, also known as the Get Your Shit Together podcast. Hit us up on the website. Nah, I'm not even going to say that shit. Y'all know the website. I called it out earlier. We're good. Rohit, you got anything else as we close? No. No. I I would say... uh, Yes, I do. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I, I would say the biggest thing is Kyle and I throughout this whole thing mentioned a lot of things that you could do that are reflective. The majority of the people are just going to think about things and they're like, oh, that's good. Or, you know, maybe I should do that at some point. No, I'm here to call you out. If you do any of these exercises and email me your results, Rohit at GYSTpodcast.com through the month of July, 2018, I'm going to give you a $20 Starbucks gift card. Oh, call it motherfucker! And this is worldwide. Call it motherfucker! So I can go broke by this. Forty-nine states. But the but the reason why I say that is because so few people are willing to challenge their beliefs. That's where the power comes from. Kyle was going down a depressive state. He challenged his beliefs and he got out. Yeah. I was um, working on this program for three years. I challenged my beliefs. Now I've got an action plan. Yeah. Challenge your beliefs. Do it. There's, there's like, man. I, and I think in that scenario, we both had so many quote unquote reasons yeah. right, to allow ourselves to become a victim. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's scary. It's this, it's that. I had all these things going on. And it, at the same time, a friend had passed away, right? So I had all these reasons to allow myself to be a victim. Didn't do it. Um, I'm going to email you, by the way, because I want that gift card. <laughs> So you're going to come out at least $20, damn it. <laughs> and I encourage as many listeners as possible to email this man. What's the email again? Rohit at GYSCpodcast.com. Rohit at GYSCpodcast.com. You better shoot this man an email and get man. you a Starbucks gift card. What did I just do? And uh, if you do do so, please take a picture, send it to us. We'll send you the gift card. Well, Rohit will send you the gift card. It's not my money. Rohit will send you the gift card, and we want to see a picture of it. So... Thanks, everybody, for tuning in this week to another fantastic episode of your favorite podcast, the GYSC Podcast. We will see you again next week. Bye. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to our GYST Podcast. We hope you learned how to get your together.